Good to be here. Good to be back. Well, we call this reprogrammed, don't we? Reprogrammed. Everybody can be reprogrammed. You can learn new things. You can learn to challenge your old thinking. And I like to challenge my thinking with a fellow who challenges my thinking every day. He's my mentor. He is a media legend in this beautiful country of ours. Uh, He is an Emmy winner. He is, more importantly, my friend, please welcome back from the Charles Adler podcast, Mr. Charles Adler. Charles! And uh, I'm Charles Adler, and I just want people to know that because I have challenged your thinking, I've uh, tried to put some discipline in you, and uh, although I'm not a liberal, I am uh, like a liberal in terms of telling people how to speak. So I've changed some of your language around, and, and I've eliminated some of your topics. And uh, folks, I just want to report that Dean Blundell, because of my mentoring, will not attack, okay, repeat, not attack people who live in rural Western Canada and people who go to church, okay? So he will not attack (laughs) Christians or rural Western Canadians because of the yeoman service that I do for this country. That's right. That's right. That man right there, who, by the way, has never looked better, has taught me the value of shutting the F up over certain things. (laughs) in the past three to six months. And I couldn't be more grateful for the education. It's really nice to have you on the program, sir. <laughs> Listen, I, I get that you, you you were personally abused by by eagles and, and bears in the woods of Western Canada. Yes. And, and, and I get the fact that, you know, church works out for a lot of people. For you, not so much. No. But we're going to park, we're going to park all that stuff because at the, you know, people have a core, they've got uh, core values, they've got core beliefs. Yeah. And the attempt here is to I'll I'll say it. This may sound controversial to some people. The idea here is to entertain people. Yes, we entertain people with knowledge. Yes. We, we inspire them. We try to keep it at a certain level. But the idea here is not to make people feel badly about who they are and where they're from. Correct. Unless, of course, you shot up City Hall yesterday in Edmonton. I had a feeling you'd go there. <laughs> Edmonton is not in rural Canada. It's a city. No. Yeah, so big city. You, can, you can go for it. Unless... Unless, and once again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but thank you. Unless your plan is to link the Conservative Party of Canada to the shooting, because I think that's just frankly pedestrian. Not, not a not a friend. I'm not a. I'm not considered a friend these days. Conservative Party of Canada, but I, I want to be fair, and I, I just I, I just don't think uh, that uh, we need to go there. Well, I'm not going to link it to conservative, the Conservative Party of Canada. I'm not going to link it to conservatism, but I want to get to the story. And I want to chop it up with you for a bit, if that's OK. Um, there aren't many people who are qualified to have this conversation. I would be one of those people that is not qualified to have this conversation. So having you here to talk about it is good because we live in a gaslighty, rage baity era, right? Like, it's what yeah. we do. Uh, but yesterday, something happened that is worth talking about. And what happened that was worth talking about is a gentleman who is a security guard uh walked into edmonton city hall after posting his manifesto i'm going to bring this story up so everybody can have a look at it uh and tensions are high in this country political tensions are high as we know people are fed certain information depending on what you believe you become enraged and then you decide to go and do something or join a group whatever the situation is and i want to bring this up because i think it's worth talking about and i want to put it to you because you have the ability to kind of understand this more than us um, gentleman's name was Be- Bezani Savar. 
I said he was a confused domestic terrorist. Um, and what he did uh, was he went into Edmonton City Hall after posting this video. I'll play it for people in a second uh, and shot it up. Chief Dale McPhee said the Edmonton Police Service received a call about shots fired at City Hall at 1025 a.m. yesterday. It's a big deal. Arrived within minutes. A man was arrested. No injuries, no casualties. Uh, there's a video of him laying one of his weapons down. You can see he shot through a glass uh, door or wall. At Edmonton City Hall, McPhee said the suspect came into City Hall through the parkade, walked through the hall with a firearm, firing shots, shattering glass, mostly on the second floor. Uh, this particular individual classifies heavily armed, he said, adding that the suspect had incendiary devices described as Molotov cocktails. There was some fire damage near an elevator. Uh, a local security guard in the building, actually, who wasn't packing heat, took him down. And, um, you know, the, the gentleman in question has released this video, and I want to play the video, and then we'll get to it. The video is pretty intense and it's intense and it's got some keywords and those keywords are part of rhetoric, which are in the political, you know, social media ecosystem. So let's break those down in just a second. Here's the video himself. This is a gentleman named Bizani Savar. Bizani Savar uh, is now in custody. He was taken down without any shots fired. Here's the manifesto we posted prior to the actual shooting yesterday. Assalamu alaikum, brothers and sisters. Um, before I do my mission, I want you all to know that I am not a psychopath. I do not believe in bloodshed. I am not one of these monsters that hurt children, that hurt innocents, and that promote wars or uh, the civilization of our society. I'm just tired of seeing the tyranny and corruption taking over our society and our lives. Um, good, honest, and God-fearing men and women must be our doctors, law enforcement, diplomats, politicians, and teachers that raise up, uh, rise up against this wokeism disease that's leading our generation into deception. We need good men and women in all workforces uh, to promote a pro-human life. We need to rise up against this uh, inflation, housing crisis, the unrest uh, that's happening between us because of multiculturalism due to religion, race, and all that stuff. This needs to come to an end with one another. And or anything or anyone that um, leads us into destruction, we must rise and put a stop into it. Our leaders, officials, and anybody that has hands into this um, corruption, into this genocide that's going on in Gaza and throughout the world, anybody that is uh, destabilizing other countries, hurting their community, uh, what do you call, should feel ashamed of themselves. And inshallah, we will rise against you guys and we'll put you on trial. As immigrants, we must understand that we are part of this agenda. We're not here for no reason. This is a man-made war. This is a man-made uh, immigration crisis that we're all here. But uh, instead of hate and anger in our hearts, we must spread love, uh, respect one another, show honesty with one another, and promote pro-life and work with one another uh, to build our economy, our country, um, and promote strong and pro-human life. We must respect the Canadians' laws and we must stand with the owners of this land and Canadians shoulders to shoulder to fight racism, to fight this inflation, to fight this uh, rising of costs, to fight our tax money going into this genocide that's going into this all these wars, to weapons that's destroying all these countries. We must all stand united and fight this off and promote a healthy social life, healthy uh, health system, healthy education. We gotta start um, taking control of our lives and taking control of how we spend our money, how we...
As always, the Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by our friends at factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, do you believe? The good people at FactCheck are a quorum of software professionals, psychological professionals, journalists that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information and alternative sources. And there's going to be a weapon button too, where you can turn that information around and put it back out there accurately to combat disinformation. The good people at factcheck.io are right now testing their beta version of their free program. Yes, it will be free for anybody who wants to use it. They want to battle disinformation because it is a problem. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The world's most robust fact-checking disinformation software for news, social media, video, print, anything spoken word. These people are on the tip. And they use some of the finest software technology to be able to give you the advantage when it comes to getting agency back in your life, when it comes to information that you read. Go to factcheck.io today for more information. Sign up for their beta test, F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K.io. The Dean Blundell Show is brought to you by factcheck.io. Factcheck.io, makers of the world's most comprehensive fact-checking software, that have been very busy building some software so that you can fact check anything that you read. It doesn't matter if it's got a URL, you'll be able to fact check it. Alternative sources, origins, whether or not it was an organic or inorganic campaign, whether or not you can trust the people that are putting out the information so that you can give yourself agency over information in the age of disinformation. Again, want to beta test their product? They're going to launch it in the next month or two. Go to factcheck.io today. F-A-K-T-C-H-E-K. Io. Back to the show. Ah, I, I mean, you got another minute 37. It's just more of him morphing from, you know, unwell to emotionally damaged to wokeism to pro-life. And then he comes right around and he sounds like Hal from Body Break at the end where he's like, we got to eat healthy food. So I, I'll save you the the painful oratory of a guy who yeah. decided to do the exact opposite of what he said in the video. But I want your thoughts. Well, I think the guy's got a, you know, like like so many of these uh, lone wolves, uh, he's got uh, a scrambled eggs problem. I mean, he, he uh, says that uh, he wants people to respect Canadian law. Uh, it's not uh, lawful to go into a public building with Molotov cocktails and other firearms. I mean, obviously, uh, is he repeating a bunch of uh, nonsense that he can pick up on um, websites uh, from, let's call it... Uh, right of center uh, organizations uh, everywhere in the world, you know, blaming whatever, whatever, whatever on, on woke ideology. I mean, that's, uh, that's what these uh, people do. Unfortunately, they're, they live isolated lives. And I guess the nice term that's used is radicalized, which is, I guess is, is nicer than saying effed up, but he's a messed up guy and he's been radicalized likely on the web and he's repeating a lot of nonsense and trying to justify uh, what he's about to do. We should uh, be grateful to the security guard, the real security guard, uh, who uh, took him down because God knows what could have happened, what might have happened mm-hmm. had this guy fulfilled what he calls uh, his mission. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know he's got scrambled eggs. 
clear, right? He's back and forth. He's vacillating between like love and hate. And then he, you know, pr- protect Canadian laws. I want to get to some keywords that I wrote down. I want your thoughts on these because I've heard this stuff before. We all have. Uh, and I'm trying to play within your rules, Chuck. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm just, I respect Canadian law and I, yeah. I refuse to uh, get into defamation yeah. against any organization uh, because it doesn't matter whether my politics may, may be, you know, not, not on track with the Conservative Party. I have nothing, nothing to do with that. I'm just not yeah. going to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to libel or, fingers. or de- yeah. defame uh, an organization and, and blame them uh, for something uh, that was uh, an act of that could have become an act of terrorism so i just i just not going there that's unlawful and i'm not going to participate in unlawful behavior publicly or privately totally get it totally get it but we've heard this rhetoric before um wokeism disease yeah so he's he's citing wokeism's disease as his reasoning for doing this um lawyers doctors cops should rise up with us um, again, wokeism disease, rise up, uh, once pro-life, you know, he's going to go in there and shoot it up for pro-life. He's going to go shoot it up there for inflation, religion, uh, respect for Canadian laws to fight racism and to fight genocide. A little comment about Gaza in there. So there's some anti-Semitism that's kind of baked into that. Um, how does, how, do, how do you look at that? Like, I mean, the narrative that's going around and I happen to think it's a good narrative to talk about is. You know, there are some people that are in the atmosphere politically, socially, influence wise that blame wokeism for their personal situation. And well, you, know, you have incels, you have incels who blame uh, women uh, for their desire uh, to kill women. I mean, you know, you've got uh, uh, some people who, uh, you know, say that the Bible made them do it or or other other Bibles that we don't use the word uh, Bible, when it's uh, other religions, they've got other names for it. The point is that uh, people say they're inspired by religious scripture to do uh, things that are illegal and at times, uh, you know, homicidal. I mean, there, there isn't a single religious terrorist organization in the world, including Hamas, uh, that won't tell you that uh, they, they believe that their Lord is uh, telling them to become uh, martyrs and, uh, and, and, and to engage in, in murder, and mass murder, and torture, and rape, and everything else. I mean, I um, I don't know personally how uh, constructive it is uh, to try to unscramble someone's scrambled eggs. The only thing I can say that I can you know bet the ranch on is that he has been leading likely an isolated life, and he's looking at a lot of social media, and he's uh, he thinks uh, that on these social media sites he has found a cause larger than himself and he's fighting for some kind of cause and calling it uh, calling it a mission i don't know what else but that cause is to end, well the cause to him is to end wokeism and wokeism is responsible for all the things that get repeated in the atmosphere of the political arena right which yeah. is hey, how do we convince people and you and i have talked about this many times when it comes to messaging and i'm not pinning this on any one person or any party yeah. when it comes to the messaging that we see on a daily basis of you know, the woke left agenda, the woke this, the woke disease, the woke mind virus, that gentleman convinced has caused all the chaos that we see, which is messaging that is hammered home time and time and time and time again. But I believe, call me, uh, call me naive, uh, call me idealistic, call me whatever you want, call me Chuck, call me the truth Wolverine. I believe that if it wasn't 
woke ideology or the woke disease that he was blaming for all this, he'd still be on the web and he'd be repeating other slogans and other phrases that are on the web. So, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not the hatred of wokeism that is making him potentially, I'm going to be careful with my language here. He's accused. He's not convicted, but it's not woke ideology or wokeism or all this. I don't believe that's what's driving him to create, mayhem or to try to create mayhem in that uh, it, at, at the Edmonton City Hall if it were other there if there are other slogans uh, on the web he'd be using other slogans it's, it's not that I don't think it's the slogan I don't think it's the perception of woke ideology that is making him go crazy but isn't it the con- isn't it the constant rhetoric that has tied to every because listen, I, this is the, I'll tell you how I see it. Okay, right. and I'm again right. I'm not bringing up names and I'm bringing up parties. Yeah, I'll tell you how I see it. Is he t- the, everything he said hinged on what he was there for, which was this woke wokeism disease. Yeah, and every single political message that is sent out using woke as a pejorative is sent out directed at individuals about how unhappy they are with their lives. And mm-hmm. the reason that they should be angry is because Canada is a woke mess. Inflation is the responsibility of the woke. All the things that he was mad about, you know, doctors, lawyers, it's because, you know, the wokes are make same thing. And can we not sit? Cause I can, I don't know if you can, I can sit here and go, Hmm. I find it very interesting that the red hot rhetoric around authoritarian messaging that progressives are the problem and wokeism is a disease and it's responsible for the fact that that guy can't buy a car, that guy can't buy a house, that guy can't afford this, that guy can't afford that, and he wants to end racism and he blames wokeism. Well, that has been drilled into our heads for years now. And and I'm, I'm not saying party. I mean, that whole mega thing you know the whole uh, ideology that hey those guys are to blame for your unhappiness and listen in a political cycle that is what people do and i get that i get that He's, but are we I, not experiencing the promise of that rhetoric in that event dean I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that the rhetoric and i've said this right from the beginning that he's reading right-wing websites and right-wing websites are radicalizing him yeah my only my only issue right from the beginning here is i do not want to blame a particular political party for his radicalization. I don't know whether he's on the sites of that those that political party. Frankly, that political party's sites are pretty damn boring. There are a bunch of American uh, sites and a yeah. bunch of sites from all over the world who you know that, that contain those kinds of slogans that are far more vivid, that are far more incendiary than anything the Conservative Party of Canada has ever put together. So. As, as as long as you're not as long as you're not trying to and you can do it on your own anytime you want but as long as I'm part of the podcast I am simply not going to sign off on the idea that a Canadian political party specifically because it has a an anti woke agenda and a right of center agenda that that particular party is responsible for what nearly happened in Edmonton. Um, I don't think any political party is responsible for any stochastic act. I don't. I, I think that... Tell folks, tell folks what you mean by 
Stochastic, meaning an event that is caused by ramping up rhetoric. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's a term people see that gets tossed around called stochastic terrorism. It's when, you know, you keep telling somebody that this is the way it is. This is the way it is. Yeah. This is the way it is. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what it is? I got a gun. I'm going to go to City Hall. I'm going to go shoot him up. Bang, bang. And we'll see what happens because I'm so mad because these guys have convinced me this is the way it is. Right. Yeah. Works on the progressive side, too. Right. You've got lots of people. So, listen, I get that we're having a cross section conversation here about how and why this is happening in this country. And I get that there are more things and we are in a borderless information society. I get that. I'm not saying that this guy consumed conservative Canadian conservative politics. I'm not saying this guy has been on, uh, you know, the Conservative Party of Canada website or is a UCP dude. What I'm saying is, is the rhetoric that we've seen from the right, far right has melted people's brains and you can make an argument that is also on the same, because if you look at what happened in Tennessee with that trans shooting, where the trans gentleman went to go and shoot a bunch of people at a school, if you remember the Christian school, if you remember that, um, you know, you can make an argument that rhetoric on both sides has driven people crazy enough to take up arms. You really, really could. Um, This is just happening in Canada. I I am. I'm not living under a rock. Uh, Radical rhetoric, whether it's uh, Islamic fundamentalism, a Christian fundamentalism and all of the fundamentalism, I call it MAGA fundamentalism, is influencing millions of people all over the world. And there is a sliver, a sliver of the population that is scrambled, okay, that has uh, mental illness, let's call it what it is. And some of them, a tiny percentage of people, a tiny percentage of people who are mentally ill may want to take their guns to town. And, mm. and I'm not trying to not trying to downplay it. No, uh, that's that that's that's a fact of life. We've uh, been dealing with this for many years. We're going to continue to deal with it. You know, TikTok. You know, made in China. TikTok. A lot of mm-hmm. people have fun with TikTok. Most of TikTok is fun, but every now and then the Chinese send messages that uh, they want to use to disrupt life around the world. And one of the messages uh, that they like to send is Osama bin Laden's message. And so we have polling indicating, certainly in the United States, there's a now significant percentage of the youth population, people under the age of 18, who think that Osama bin Laden was right in attacking the trade towers. Okay, And that's because of propaganda that's coming from China designed to create as much chaos as right. possible. So yeah. is TikTok, is, is, is that platform radicalizing some people? You bet it is. Oh, dude. Yeah. Social media, TikTok, everything. Everything is used to gear to people, the algorithms, the content, everything is. And you bring up a good point. Um, And if you zoom out from this incident, right, that is really charged by political rhetoric, misinformation, disinformation. Um, You said something earlier, and I wanted to ask you this question. Um, You know, as a veteran broadcaster, as as a veteran news guy, as a political guy, as a guy who's been in planning rooms, communication rooms, more rooms, What's happening today on both sides of the table with conservatives and liberals? Because, you know, if it's me and I'm part of one of these parties and someone's going to hang this one on me like I did this morning, and I did, I hung it on Pierre. I I, I really did. And I'm not ashamed to say it um, because it's just how I feel. And that is my opinion. And that was an opinion piece. However, you're talking about a bigger conversation. And I appreciate you doing that because that rhetoric to label people as racist bigots or that label to label people as woke terrorists or, you know, woke mind viruses. 
they, it, we're seeing the culmination of that in the fruit of stuff like this. If you want to look at it from a holistic perspective, propaganda, rhetoric, lies, triggering people emotionally. Do you expect it to get any better? Do you expect this to no, kind no, of well, you expect no, more of this? No, no, this is one of those things that gets worse before it gets better. But I just want to, because you just mentioned his name, I have to just for the sake of uh, uh, being credible, because being credible is is important to me. It's been important to me for my entire life, especially my entire public life, which has been my entire adult life. I am not blaming Pierre, and I have no evidence that he had anything to do with this. I'm not considered a follower, a friend of of, of Pierre. But uh, just for the record, I don't blame Pierre. No, and I'm glad, I'm, dude, and, and, and I don't either. I don't blame him. I don't think he was the guy that went and said, go and do this for you. I don't think that's the case. I think you've got a bunch of people scramble brains that'll take up arms against people depending on how much and what they consume, right? And I totally understand that. But this, for me, if I'm one of them, if I'm Trudeau, right, if I'm Polyev, if I'm Jagmeet Singh, I'm like, holy shit. We need to fucking turn it down a bit. Like somebody's got to turn it down a bit because between that, Tennessee, if you remember the gentleman with the gun that showed up to the prime minister's house a while ago, crashed the gate. He's like, I just want to yeah. talk. You remember that? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's enough in my well, mind. Look, I mean, uh, you know, I'll give you this. Uh, I was at a um, town hall in uh, Winnipeg, University of Winnipeg, and I've been to the University of Winnipeg lots because I've lived in in Winnipeg for, you know, most of my adult life. So it was not unfamiliar territory for me. And uh, seeing lots of police officers is not unfamiliar territory for me. And I've been, you know, considered a, a great friend of uh, police, local police, national police, uh, FBI, you, you name it. Uh, I have uh, a good reputation with various uh, police services in, in North America. And uh, so I knew some of these guys. And I also knew some of the guys who were in plain clothes. And I've never seen in Winnipeg, I have never seen so many at plain clothes uh, police officers as I did that day at the town hall. And I've seen lots of bomb sniffing dogs over the years, mostly on assignments that I was doing in the United States. And I used to smugly say to myself, well, thank goodness this isn't going on in my country, meaning Canada. And it is now. So the hatred for uh, Justin Trudeau is palpable, and uh, they're not, uh, you know, bringing in the, the bomb-sniffing dogs and all these plainclothes police and uniformed police, not bringing them in uh, to do a security theater. They have got to constantly beef up security. So if you want to make the point that much of the anti-Trudeau rhetoric, the F Trudeau bumper stickers and all the rest of it, if you want to make the point that that is creating a security threat, increasing uh, the threat to the prime minister, Absolutely right. And I'll sign off on that um, right up until the, the, the cows come home, because I've seen that with my own eyes. And that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, we have. I mean, it's you know, the mobbings that we've seen, yeah. you know, the the uh, the dinners that he has to get escorted out of because somehow people leak where he's having dinner. I mean, you know, it, it is, you know, the, the beefing up security, the flak jackets when he shows up for Canada Day. I mean, it, it's. And then this, you know, I love this country. I really do. You know, and, and I think a lot of people think we're in this for gotcha moments. We're in this to be right. And I'm not. I don't want to be in this to be right about this. Um, and it makes me, it doesn't scare me. It makes me sad. 
It makes me yeah, sad. I, that, I love that, that, I love the country too, and it wouldn't it wouldn't matter to me whether it's uh, Pierre Polyev that has to wear the flag jacket and security's beef, beeped up for him, or Jagmeet Singh or anyone else. As a Canadian, I'm embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. I'm ashamed of it. I know how to message. I know how to drive rhetoric. I know where the lines are. I know how to win. I know how to win by bashing the hell out of my opponent. I know how to do that. But the language that's being used is being overused. It's being amped up, jacked up unnecessarily. The Conservative Party of Canada can win the next election without doing all of this stuff. But all of this stuff raises much more money than doing it the old, old-fashioned old way. And I regret that they've, uh, that they've uh, chosen this way, just as I regret that my my good friends, and they were extremely good friends of mine for years, uh, the Republican Party has allowed itself to be hijacked uh, by, by people who feel they need to use incendiary rhetoric. Um, democracy doesn't need it. They don't need it in the States. We don't need it here. And I'm ashamed of so many of my fellow conservatives and, and former conservatives who feel that this is the only way uh, to beat the libs. Uh, it's not the only way to beat the libs. And uh, in the end, uh, they're beating themselves and destroying their own brands by uh, using the inflammatory stuff they're doing. Mm, yeah. Uh, and, and you know, what? A, a lack of respect, uh, you know, it's not sustainable. Anger isn't. It's good for a season, I think, for some people. But uh, more honest talk with Charles Adler, who helps right side me on a daily basis. Uh, you know, it's funny because I can come out of the shoot pretty hot sometimes over these things. And I posted that thing about PP today and I'm like, ah, I wonder what Charles is going to say. I don't even need to ask you. But, you know, you are my conscience and the conscience of many people when it comes to things like this to help us kind of see the light uh, and not jump in with both feet and get too crazy. Well, just as I say, the conservatives can beat the liberals without, without the uh, bomb throwing rhetoric. Uh, and I'd say, I'd say the same thing to you, that you can make that point without uh, looking like you're accusing uh, PP. Uh, but, you know, you're, you're, we do have freedom of expression in this country. You're free to do what you want. I just will always tell you what I'm telling you now, that yeah. when I'm sharing a platform with you, I've got to make sure that the folks know where what my position is. Otherwise, I look like I'm I'm holding your hand or uh, inspiring you to, to say that stuff. And uh, no, I'm not. Um, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm hopelessly moderate. <laughs> that's 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 what I. But I want to say I want to say this. Uh, you know, before we uh, we part company, um, I was uh, doing some stuff on uh, X this morning, usually, which most of us still call Twitter, and I was uh, pointing out uh, some of uh, Trump's major deficits that uh, could cause him to, uh, to lose. And somebody, a uh, Canadian, uh, huge fan of, uh, you know, uh, the, the right of center and the state's right of center in Canada told me to give it up, that don't I understand that it's all over, that it's absolutely hopeless, that I should understand that it's hopeless, that, you know, the uh, Republicans will win in the presidency in November and the conservatives, whenever there's an election, will obviously win here. And, and that this uh, rhetoric that I oppose this is the winning rhetoric, and this will win. And I just told him, "I'm sorry, uh, I don't. I don't give up. There's there's no give up in my my DNA. And the reason there's no give up in my DNA is because in my lifetime, everybody I knew who was manipulating other people, whether they were manipulating one person or millions of people, but everybody who manipulated through fear was a loser. Yes." I knew many of them who made millions of dollars doing it. I understand that. So financially, some of them may have been winners. 
but morally they were bankrupt. And so I believe that in the end, no matter what country we're talking about, hope beats the hell out of fear. And I root for hope every day, mm. not fear. With that, this has been Reprogrammed. My name is Dean Blundell. And I'm Charles Adler, and I love you. I do, too. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thanks for watching. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.